Let's get real. This is America WK with Andrew WK on the Blaze Radio Network. Hello there. Welcome to America WK. Very good to be back with you today. My name is Andrew WK. And today I want to go into a topic that we... Actually, I've wanted to talk about for quite some time now. And last episode, I had been planning on going into this topic, but as I discussed, ran out of time in in the best way. Didn't have time to go into the topic, and it was all meant to be. Sometimes there is a schedule of another order that really has little to do with your own plans or your own desires, and it's good to realize that there could be a schedule of a of a different order that you're meant to follow if you just have the patience to do so. So I'm actually very glad that we didn't talk about this last week because it would have been rushed and it wouldn't have given me as much time to talk about the great listener questions that we did go into. And not only that, as I expected as I was trying to kind of make myself feel better about not having the chance to discuss the topic with you last week, as I expected, the time since last week has only deepened my feelings about this topic. Having more time to reflect on it has improved my understanding, or at least my uh, enthusiasm, for discussing it with you today. And on top of that... I've had some experiences, I've encountered some events, some things that happened that I've heard about that related to this topic, and it's a great way to start it off. Today's topic is music, and as I mentioned, I had wanted to discuss this last week, but it's such a vast, massive topic, I could actually probably talk about this every episode forever, talk about... uh, a big field of study or a big area of experience. The experience of music out of all human experiences is completely unique and extraordinarily vast. It's hard to even know where to begin, but I do have a great place to begin because I heard a story the other day about a very successful legendary American musician whose name I'm going to not mention because I actually think it could distract from the point I am wanting to make here. I don't want to create any controversy or show any disrespect because that's not the point at all. Um, And sometimes too much context can get in the way of the ideas lying beneath those facts and figures. So We'll just say that this was a very, very accomplished American musician who had uh, a very good career. As far as I'm aware, his career is still going, still going strong. Uh, I mean, he's an older gentleman now. And uh, he's had some hit songs, one song in particular that was extremely popular and still is, I would say, could be considered a classic on many levels, uh, and and almost sort of a song that goes beyond 
himself as an artist. It goes beyond genre. It certainly goes beyond the time in which it was made. I, I, it's one of those rare masterworks that is not defined by anything other than itself. And that is quite rare in, in creative works that the work itself is so strong that it cannot be contained or even informed by the person who made it, the, uh, the, the style or manner in which they made it, where they made it, when they made it. It simply is something that exists unto itself beyond all the trappings of traditional life in terms of time and space. And of course, those things play into it, you know, where it was made, how something was made. But some of these works of art, some of the great achievements of mankind stand apart even from themselves in a very mysterious way. Meaning that even the song itself is free of being a song. The spirit, the meaning, the value, the intrinsic power of the song or the painting or the piece of literature or the sculpture is actually more important than that work itself. It's hard to even understand that. But you could say that, for example, the achievements of an individual in terms of their work, uh, they may have excelled in a certain discipline, they may have been a, a very successful professional in a specific field, but that their value as a human being and the spirit of that person goes far beyond and is in many ways removed from whatever their profession may have been. And that happens with these, these works of art, especially music, because music itself seems to have this transcendent quality that we can't even define, let alone barely control. We can interact with it, we can sort of facilitate it to do its work. That seems to be what musicians can do, or even what songs or compositions can do. They can allow music to do what it does best. Almost uh, the best music is music that doesn't stand in its own way. Well, anyway, this artist who has been able to achieve this type of power in their own work, uh, I mean, of course, that's always up for debate, but I think most folks, including myself, would agree that this gentleman's masterwork has this kind of transcendent power. And it was very interesting hearing him speak or these quotes that were attributed to him which I'm going to paraphrase heavily here and sum up as a type of cynical bitterness regarding the current state of music and, more than that, the current state of culture, alluding to a sort of unfortunate lack of artistry, uh, that poetry doesn't exist in music anymore, and that music, in fact, may have actually died. Now, with all due respect to this person's achievements and their own point of view and their right 
to feel however they feel, and with the assumption that they may actually have insights that I don't have. Uh, they may know more than than I do. You know, you always give someone the benefit of the doubt, especially someone who is much older than you and has been through more. But all of those statements, uh, as far as music being dead, poetry doesn't exist anymore, there's no artistry, all of that seemed uh, completely absurd. And more than just absurd, it seemed very sad and disappointing that such an, an accomplished artist, really arguably at the height of his intellect in terms of having lived the longest he has ever so far, having the most life experience under his belt, you would hope that this person would have been in some kind of further state of enlightenment rather than sort of succumbing to the fatigue of existence and looking out at the surrounding landscape with disdain, with disappointment, and with dread. And uh, it made me really examine myself and try to see if I had been slipping towards any kind of similar bitterness or cynicism. And of course, I was able to definitely bring up recent times when I had spoken in similar tones, thought similar beliefs, and given myself over to a similar kind of resignation. And I felt very ashamed of that. And hearing this uh, very accomplished person describe this type of cynical worldview really motivated me to uh, keep myself in check when it comes to that. We're talking about music on today's episode. This is America WK. I'll be right back. Don't go away. America WK with Andrew WK, the undisputed king of partying. On the Blaze Radio Network! Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. This week we're breaking down the debate, but in a special way. Through the last words spoken by each candidate. Hear their final statements and pick the winner based only on those words. That's this week on Pure Opelka. Pure Opelka. Saturdays, 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. Listening to America WK with Andrew WK. Welcome back to America WK. This is Andrew WK. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today, listening and being present. And I hope that today's topic of music literally resonates with you because it's been very rare uh, in my life to meet someone who doesn't have a connection to music. And on top of that, it's been very rare to meet someone who doesn't have a deep connection to music. If you happen to be someone who doesn't, I certainly don't hold that against you in any way. In fact, I find it rather interesting 
and intriguing as it seems to be another way of experiencing the world that I almost can't imagine. And I wonder what you do have in your life that might occupy a space similar to music, or if you are able to get the feelings from music that I get and that other so many other people get from something else. And that's what's hard to imagine, is there really isn't anything else I can think of that does provide the feelings of music, except life itself. And before I follow up on the story I was sharing before the break there, I wanted to share another quick story because it just relates to what I was describing in terms of music being so inseparable from the feeling of actually being alive, that the sound of music or the way that it feels to hear the sound of music is the way it feels to exist. And that perhaps music, in some very real way, not just an abstract way or an illustrative way, that music actually is the sound of being alive. Perhaps for humans, perhaps for sentient beings, creatures with self-awareness. I mean, we don't really know what music sounds like to an animal, but we are aware that some Animals make what we would call music in terms of organized tones, like a bird, for example. I was sort of talking about this on the computer the other day and sharing what I call party tips with my friends on the computer, where I post uh, very short and hopefully to the point suggestions, ideas about having fun and enjoying life, trying to stay in a positive frame of mind and looking at life as a positive experience. And I'll post these party tips, meaning party suggestions, ways of staying in the celebratory state of gratitude as we go through our day. And one of the party tips said, more or less, uh, stay close to music you know, really believe in it, trust in the relationship you have with music. It is life. And a gentleman wrote back relatively quickly saying that he thought music was great and it was good, but it's not life and it should not be thought of on that level. Meaning uh, the way he put it seemed to imply that music is all fine and good, but it's really not that important or it doesn't really have the weight or the vastness of something that we would call, you know, life itself. And of course, I understood what he meant, and of course he is more than entitled to his own opinion about that. But I really felt, uh, I really thought about it, about what he was saying, and thought about what I said. Because when I said music is life, I didn't mean it as... Music is the only thing that matters in life, or that music should be your whole life, or that all you should do with all your time is spend it listening or making music, listening to or making music. That's not what I meant at all, although 
Even those things seem quite reasonable to me for certain people. What I meant was that the feeling, the good feelings, or even the feelings at all, the feelings that are beyond good or bad, this pure, powerful energy, palpable physical energy that you can feel from music seems undeniably connected to the palpable physical energy of life, of, of existing, of being a living thing. And since we don't really know what that inner vitality, that spark of life energy even is, in much the same way, we don't exactly know what that spark of vital energy that is within music really is. We can explain maybe how it works on a technical level, on a scientific level, on a physical level, on a material level. But in terms of why it is and how it relates to us, it goes into these uh, rather impenetrable and mysterious places. And that's part of the joy of it. Music and its power over us seems to resonate very closely to the mystery of life. And I enjoy that very, very much. I think that's one of the most encouraging parts about us uh, as, as creatures, that we can have so many questions and still live. That we can still exist in the face of overwhelming mystery and confusion and not knowing. And that there is a type of understanding that comes from accepting that state. Not accepting it in a way to stop trying to figure it out. But realizing that there's great joy in trying to figure it out. And, and music somehow to me, in, 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 a, in a, an almost indescribable way, connects to that. It's almost like the sound of that feeling. It's the sound of the joy of being alive. If I was to try to describe to someone how good it can feel to exist, I would just have them listen to music. I would just play if if some life form from somewhere else came to earth and had no encounter with our type of life or let's say even planetary life. Let's say this is somehow a type of creature that is removed from any realm of existence that we are familiar with, so that we were completely foreign in every possible way. And they said, explain to me what it feels like to be who you are, to be a human being. I would say, well, here, listen to this. Assuming they have ears or some auditory system that can perceive music, I would say, listen to this. And how can we grow bitter about almost anything when we live in a world in which music can exist. And especially, how could a musician allow themselves to grow so cynical as to even doubt the validity or power of, of music as it's continued to occupy so much of the human experience? I think it's really just exhaustion and fear that allows us to grow that weak and to lose touch. We stop searching 
for the poetry in life. We stop looking for the things that we want to find, and re we resign ourselves to darkness. This is America WK. Don't go away. This is America WK with Andrew WK. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Jay Severin. I mean, that's what explains Donald Trump. What explains the fact that you've got a primary voting group of conservatives who list being conservative as the third most important thing to them shows you how much anger and frustration there is because they list above it being authentic. You know, say what you mean, mean what you say. And that shows you what their nature of their anger. Jay Severin. Weekdays, 2 to 5 p.m. Eastern. On the Blaze Radio Network. The undisputed king of partying invites you to a no-holds-barred celebration of being alive. This is America WK with Andrew WK. Welcome back to America WK. This is Andrew WK, and today I'm really focusing in on music. Music has been the main factor of joy in my life more than anything else for as long as I can remember. Uh, I play piano, I sing in a rock and roll group, and even before it became any sort of career, music was a fundamental aspect of living day to day. Much like reading or walking, learning how to ride a bike, music, uh, again, I mean, it really is far back as I can remember it. I imagine that for you. And for most folks, some of our earliest memories are connected to music. Or, however far back we can think, the odds are that music was there in some very significant way. And uh, I've been talking about, in relation to this idea, uh, an interview that I came across, which I've paraphrased heavily, uh, of a very successful American musician who spoke of his... Uh, shattering disappointment with the current state of music and of writing and of uh, arts, of culture in general. And it's so easy to say those things. It, it, and, and, and what's so strange about this to me is that, let's say, you know, 40 years ago when this gentleman was much younger and in what some would call his prime as an artist or certainly at a, at a high point in his career, there were old people saying the exact same thing about him. That his music was, was no good. That kids these days making their music, it's all crud. And there's no artistry and there's no poetry. And it's all so pathetic. Because back in my day, 40 years earlier, that was when it was really good. Well, actually, if you go 40 years earlier than that, there really wasn't what we would call a record industry. If you go back just a short amount of time, just a few generations, there was hardly even what we would call or recognize now as an entertainment industry. So to find such lack of value in the world around us is not the fault of the world, or not always. It's not the fault 
of culture. It's our fault. If I'm disappointed that there isn't better poetry, then I should make some better poetry or go find some better poetry. Go search out the people who are making good poetry because one, it's absurd to believe that there really is no good poetry being written. And two, even if there wasn't, I have the power to change that by writing it. And if I am so sure of my ability to ju judge whether it's good or not, then I probably would think I would have the ability to come up with some, but most of the time this is just complaining, and it's just, unfortunately, someone approaching their own death, which is a very stressful situation. And this often brings out the worst in people. Sometimes it brings out the best. You see that a lot. You see many people approaching old age and a sense of their impending transformation. I don't want to say their end. The end of one version of their existence and the beginning of an unknown version of something. Of course, there's a panic and there's different ways to respond to that stress. And for many people, there's an enlightening experience where almost all the pressures of life are sorted out and priorities are suddenly very clear. This is where you see older people becoming very kind, very understanding, allowing their accumulated knowledge to turn into wisdom, a sense of graciousness, a sense of insight, they're approaching enlightenment. You'd hope that most people are able to be enlightened many times over throughout their life. And maybe there's just, it's all leading up or preparing one for the ultimate enlightenment, which would make sense that it would happen at death, what we call death. But when it comes to music, it's just it's 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 just getting so old to hear this time and time again. And it really is disappointing. It really is discouraging when we hear someone who seems so accomplished, so advanced, who has done so much, speak so cynically and bitterly. And most of the time they just seem out of touch. You can't help but look at this person as just hopelessly removed from the world because if they weren't removed then they would see that there's all kinds of amazing music being done there's all kinds of amazing lyrics being written things that they just don't know about and whose fault is that well maybe it's a little bit of the fault of the artist not reaching that person but it's hard to blame the artist when the person who's complaining about it is just sitting there making no effort to participate in the culture a very successful uh, fashion designer who I'm also not going to name just to uh, keep this uh, no context quality going this gentleman has made every effort as his career has uh, skyrocketed for many many decades to stay very connected to what is going on now whether it's through culture, through the people around him and their different work, through supporting other people. He is interested in what's going on, even if he doesn't like it. 
It's almost sort of beyond liking or disliking. He is interested and wants to be part of the world as it is. Not the world as it was or the world as he, as he used to think it should be. He said basically that if you don't keep an open mind, a painfully open mind, that you're already dying and that you're closing yourself off from the world. And it is the obligation of the person who has lived longer and who has gone through more to make that effort to stay connected to the world around them, even if they don't like it. Because you can't complain about it not being right, but then not participate in writing it. That's just, you know, that's just crabbiness. And this is so often what we see. And we even see it in much younger people. And I myself have been guilty of this. And it, and it horrifies me. It is one of my greatest fears to become bitter and cynical. It's something I, I fight within myself, I'd say, every day. And it's not easy. But to humble oneself, to keep an open mind, to realize one's own sort of constant ignorance is a very helpful way of keeping those feelings in check, especially when it comes to something as fantastic and as limitless as music. We cannot cut ourselves off from that over these petty, really naive attitudes because music is so much bigger than anything that we could even describe. Anything that I'll be able to say on this show could be said a billion times over in one note of music. That's how powerful it is. This is America WK. I'll be right back. This is America WK, hosted by Andrew WK on the Blaze Radio Network. Don't miss Pat and Stu. Why don't they try to hug the incoming That's bullets? what they want. That's what we're supposed to do. When Let's it comes, hug it out. When it gets to about here, start hugging, and then you yeah. hug the bullet as it enters your body. Okay. That's just one way to handle it. I'm going to throw that one or out Or you dodge the bullets and get to the suspect and give the suspect a big hug. Mm-hmm. And just tell him you love him. Just tell him you love him. Oh, that's rape. I love you. That's rape. Pat and Stu. Weekdays at 5 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. This is America WK with Andrew WK, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to America WK. This is Andrew WK. This entire episode, in one way or another, is devoted to music. And earlier on in the show, I was talking about how we could probably spend every episode talking about music. I mean, I know we could. Not just in music theory, in the philosophy of music, we could spend, you know, probably a thousand episodes just talking about one song or one particular style or one particular artist. Actually, you could probably spend the rest of your life talking about anything. I always used to think about that when I was, I don't know, doing writing projects for school and they had had to be a certain number of pages that was, uh, or a certain number of words. It was almost as though the quality of the writing was completely secondary to the quantity 
sometimes that's just how the assignments were given, which is interesting, actually. It was more like an endurance test of how long can I sit here and keep cranking out words until I reach a certain number versus how powerful can I make these words in as concise and uh, as as graceful uh, a form as possible. That was really, I never crossed my mind. That wasn't the assignment. It was write a 20-page paper. And I remember thinking uh, many times, once I got on a roll with whatever topic I had chosen, it was probably a book report or something like that, and I realized I could probably write 200 pages about this topic. I could probably write 2,000. I mean, I could just focus in on the very idea of the ink that was used to print this book and the history of printing and the history of people existing who invented the idea of printing. And you realize that you really can talk about anything forever, whether that's good or bad or, or interesting or not. It actually does kind of connect to what I was talking about in terms of bitterness and cynicism and allowing oneself to grow cold and detached and disappointed or disillusioned as you grow older. There is just simply too much world out there to ever allow that to be a a, a defensible position to take. You can be frustrated. You can be disappointed. But you can never be bored or resigned in a type of disappointment with the world. Because it's too huge. It's, it's too vast. And that humbling quality, again, is what should keep us connected to a, a, a better state of mind. A higher, more accepting, more uh, grateful and graceful state of mind. That says there's a whole lot of world out there. I probably know one fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of point oh 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 one percent of what is going on, what has gone on, and certainly what may or will go on. And that's the most exciting part right there because you have a hand in what is and will go on. So if anything, stop focusing on the past in terms of its glory and start seeing what kind of glory we can make right here. We're talking about music. We're talking about avoiding cynicism, not letting bitterness develop in oneself. It's really a type of laziness, I must say. From my own experience and feeling bitter, it's a type of arrogance combined with laziness. It was a type of self-satisfied disappointment that I could lash out and attach to anyone, anything that I didn't particularly care for and always left myself out of the equation. Didn't really want to admit that my disappointment was in myself. And in my own weakness and not having the strength or the resolve to carry on and find what I wanted to see in the world. And if I couldn't find it, to make it. So we're talking about music and how music can actually encourage these more charitable states of mind. 
in many ways, if I could offer one, one idea, one mindset, and I'll, I'll really leave this to you to interpret for yourself, if each of us could just somehow be more like music, if we as an individual, if we could be more like music, what would that be? What would that mean? What would it be like? Music doesn't take anything away from anything. It only adds. Music ultimately, even in its, its most dissonant form, is compelling and powerful. And music at its best, in terms of its relationship to a person, only wants to, to make that person feel good. And maybe want, I mean, maybe music doesn't want anything. Maybe it doesn't have that type of, I don't know, intelligence to want or not want something. Or maybe it does. Maybe music is a being. Maybe music is alive. Or coming from something that is a being and is alive. Or transcends the idea that we usually think of when we think of something being a living being maybe music is somehow pointing towards some higher greatness however you want to define that I mean I've often told people who didn't believe in a higher power well you could believe in music that's bigger than than either of us we didn't make it up what's going on with that this is America WK we're talking about music. Stay with me. A party for being alive. This is America WK with Andrew WK on the Blaze Radio Network. Chris Salcedo. We embolden our enemies and we slap the faces of our friends under Obama. So... If you're some of those liberals out there who say, I believe Barack Obama. I think he's going to do all the great things. Uh, this treaty prevents Iran from getting a nuclear weapon, and, and Obama really means it this time. Chris Salcedo, Saturdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Blaze Radio Network. This is a no-holds-barred celebration of being alive. America WK, with your friend and mine, Andrew WK, on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to America WK. My name is Andrew WK, and we're talking about music today. Music, for so many people, including myself, has been one of the, if not the most reliable sources of joy and pure happiness. And when I mean pure happiness, I mean a happiness that is not dependent on circumstance, a happiness that is not uh, what I would call a mood or a state of mind, a happiness experienced as a truth. Music is a type of truth. And that can be described or understood very literally as in these frequencies, these intervals, this harmony 
that has emerged out of some sort of physical or super physical structure, a set of laws and principles. Music exists because of some type of principle in the universe. Just as much as gravity or light, there are forces at work, and these sounds are able to interact with those forces and in some particular way result in music. Now, our relationship to that phenomenon is very specific because as much as we all interact with gravity, for example, and appreciate what gravity does or doesn't allow us to do, it doesn't seem to inspire quite the same feeling as the phenomenon of music. Why is that? What does that mean? I don't know. There's a lot of mystery here. Maybe a better comparison would be light. The, the, the spectrum of colors, how our visual perception of the world around us is so rich, so lavish, gives us so much to work with, so much to comprehend, and yet even the most stunningly beautiful natural wonders, whether it's looking at the Grand Canyon or at the solar system or a galaxy or at a beautiful painting or sculpture or some other man-made work, even that seems to be imitating, in a way, the effortless power of music. Now, you could disagree or have a very different experience of these phenomenon, and I wouldn't argue with that. I think there is some amount of subjectivity here. But we can at least appreciate, again, this very strange space that music occupies in our field of experiences. It's almost so baffling and so fantastic that we can't really fully comprehend it. I mean, it's very easy just to take it for granted because it's so, it's so overwhelming. Uh, music is so a uh, part of our being, a part of what it is to be human, that we, we can barely separate ourselves enough from it to examine it with some perspective, with some distance. And yet there it is, this churning, pulsing power that is not going away and which may have always been here. It certainly took humans to organize these phenomenon into a way that we could work with them to organize these tones and frequencies into a really a mathematical system so that we could uh, grasp them and use them in a very effective way. But perhaps those tones already were there. We just had to pull them out. Pull them out of the invisible world. Much like uh, perhaps mathematics was always there, we just had to give form to it. We had to drape something over it so that we could see it. Like an invisible person or invisible matter once you throw something that you can see on top of it, it gives it shape. Maybe that's what music is. It's, it's 
throwing some kind of sound onto this feeling that you can't otherwise see or even experience until you give it dimension, sonic space. It's hard to even imagine really what music is because there's nothing else that we can contrast or compare it to closely enough to say, okay, well, it's one of those things. It's a different version of that. I mean, it really is like discovering some incredible new creature. But an animal or a creature that is unlike any other animal or creature around. I mean, of course we can say that music compares to sound. It's a sensory experience. But as we already looked at, it doesn't really line up with the other sensory experiences. It seems to transcend them. It seems that music uses our sensory equipment, like our ears, our ability to process vibration, because even a deaf person can experience musical frequencies and rhythms. It seems like it just uses that as a means to deliver this much deeper element, principle, this thing, this feeling. I remember the first time that I f almost really felt anything. Now, this is a, a memory I may have shared actually in our very first episode when I was trying to explain a little bit about who I was, introduce myself to you as the, this radio show began. And actually, it makes perfect sense now that I would tell a story about music because that's all I can think about when I think about who I am to a degree. Not that I make music, but that music somehow is what it is for me to live. It's always there. Whether there's a song playing on a speaker, whether I'm playing music myself, whether I even hear it, it's inside me. It's like there's a... Uh, a constant hum of all the music in the world playing at once. It's very difficult to describe. But I imagine, actually, that you can probably relate to all of this. I think it's quite rare. Quite rare. And maybe even is a, uh, with all due respect, a deficiency to be a human uh, that is unable or removed from, from this. I think it's a type of mental disorder and I feel incredible compassion for anyone who doesn't have the ability to experience this in their life because it doesn't take any effort it's not some special attribute I think the majority of people have this innately it's one of our greatest gifts it may be connected and related to our greatest gift the ability to experience and fathom and know truth and know love and know beauty and know that those things are real seems all very much bound up in the phenomenon of music. As I was saying, my first experiences with music are related to my first experiences with feeling with feeling, and I'm not talking about feeling like an idea in my head or a mood or a thought or an emotion. I'm talking about a complete physical experience that, that, that combined my body and my mind and my soul and my heart into one orgasmic revelation 
of truth, of beauty. Hearing music uh, performed by my early piano teachers at age four and five years old. It's the first time I got full body chills. A whole rush of sensation that I didn't even know you could have. I thought it was a fluke. I thought I was getting sick or something at that time. Little did I know that it could happen again and again. Every time with music. And that I liked it. I mean, at the first time, it was so overwhelming, I didn't know if I liked it or didn't like it. But that was music. It made me feel the best I'd ever felt. It made me feel feelings probably for the first time. This is America WK. Please stay with me. This is America WK featuring Andrew WK only on the Blaze Radio Network. Don't miss the morning blaze with Doc and Skip. There's a bunch of recent reports that say offices are too cold for women. And these current air conditioning standards that are being used in offices are set more toward the comfort of men than women. And that women all across America are forced to wear jackets at their desks. That's right, my friends. Air conditioning is another big sexist plot. The Morning Blaze with Doc and Skip. Weekday mornings, 6 to 9 Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. Radio show restoring your faith in humanity through the power of positive partying. This is America WK with Andrew WK. Welcome back to America WK. I'm Andrew WK, and I have spent the majority of my life deeply engaged with music. Not always as a career, actually. In many ways, I never expected or dreamed that I'd have anything to do with music in terms of a profession. I thought music was just like eating food, something that I had to do to survive. That would be a part of my life for as long as I had a life to live. I never wanted even necessarily to to do it as a profession. It, it, It didn't even really cross my mind. It would very much be like someone learning how to eat food and then deciding I'm going to become a professional food eater. And certainly those do exist. In many different capacities, there's competitive eaters, there's taste testers, of course, there's cooks and uh, food critics who are basically are professional eaters, professional consumers of food. But I doubt that when most people are first learning how to eat, it ever occurs to them that they're going to be making that into their life's work. And that's how it was for me with music. And I wonder what other things like that in our life we may have. What other foundational experiences and activities will later reveal themselves to be our true calling. It's always interesting how destiny reveals itself to you. And how you charted your life out can become completely unrelated to the plans that are actually in store for you, what you're meant to do. 
So we're talking about music, and we've talked about music as a type of undeniable truth, a very hard-to-define truth. But I think that's one of the most beautiful and understandable aspects to music. I don't think that there's really anybody out there who could say that music doesn't represent some type of truth. And in a way, as we've talked about trying to compare music to other experiences in life, it does feel very much like looking up into the stars and knowing that there's something about that that is undeniably true as well. Or looking at a flower or a beautiful plant as its leaves gently move and pulse in the wind or almost the imperceptible breeze and getting some feeling from looking at that living plant that you know inside somehow represents some kind of truth. Goodness gracious, we've got to stay close to that. We've got to remain completely connected and enthralled with that. And that is why, going back to the earlier story, we cannot afford, we don't have the ability to get away with denying ourselves that type of encounter with truth. We cannot afford to grow bitter or to remove those types of experiences from our lives or not see them when they're there or not seek them out when they're all around us. We can't afford to do it. We won't, we won't make it. We just won't make it. And isn't it incredible that there are so many access points to this truth, this beauty beyond all beauty that surrounds us? And how blessed are we that music is there and that we can interact with it. It's there every time we need it inside of us, too. So talking more about music, I wanted to talk just a little bit, sort of along these same lines of trying to liberate ourselves from our own preconceived ideas, from unnecessary context, from certainly ignorance, from prejudice when it comes to music, it would really be a great challenge if we could all undertake a type of mind-expanding effort to look at music as one phenomenon. And when I say this, I mean to no longer let variations in sound, in presentation in production, or in other aesthetics, cloud the truth of the music within. So what this would mean is just that genres of music should not overpower the music within them. Now, we see this all the time, and a lot of times it's understandable, but most of the time it's just very disappointing. You'll see very erudite, very advanced, uh, accomplished classical musicians, meaning musicians that are playing on their own certain kinds of instruments, 
or fans of classical music have complete disdain for any music that is not classical or that is not played on the traditional classical orchestral instruments. And it's just baffling because music is music, no matter what it's played on. That is one of the most fundamental aspects of this truth within music is that you can whistle with your own mouth or play on the largest, most elaborate pipe organ and more or less make the same note. So all of this, these hangups on presentation, on the surrounding context, we cannot allow those to distract us from the truth of music within. It doesn't mean you have to like every style of music, but you still have to recognize it as music. Otherwise, you're basically fooling yourself. And you're also potentially cutting yourself off from a world of richness, from more discoveries, from really another just... Uh, mountainous amount of beauty. Why limit ourselves? The feeling of music is consistent no matter what instrument it is played on. It can change the texture or the color, but you can't change the note. If you're playing the note of C or D or E, it doesn't matter who's playing it or for what reason they're playing it or on what instrument they're playing it, or when they played it, or with whom else they played it. It's all still music. That does not discount all these secondary factors. It just really recognizes them as secondary factors, as icing on the cake. But we've got to be smart enough, big enough, open-hearted, open-minded enough to not let those things stand in the way of joy. If they do, if they keep us from joy, if they keep us from music, we are doing ourselves a great disservice. We cannot get hung up on genre. Genre is just a way to organize things. There's so much music that's just a way to organize things, like, uh, like you know, alphabetical or, uh, you know, Dewey Decimal System or something. It's just an indexing. It's just style, a way, they're all delivery methods. It'd be like getting hung up because you received a package in the mail from FedEx instead of UPS. You still got the package. The point is to get the feeling through. Whatever feeling you're trying to get, let it get through. Be right back. This is America WK with Andrew WK. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Buck Sexton. The FBI tried to send Scooter Libby away for years for lying to federal investigators about something that was completely irrelevant. Not that the media has explained that to you. Scooter Libby didn't disclose a darn thing. They got him for lying under oath about something that didn't matter. But he was attached to Cheney, so they wanted to make an example out of him. They went after him. Hillary gets to get out of jail free cards, known as being an important member of the Democratic Party. Buck Sexton. Weekdays, noon to 2 p.m. Eastern, on the Blaze Radio Network. show restoring your faith in humanity through the power of positive partying. 
This is America WK with Andrew WK. Welcome back to America WK. This is Andrew WK. Thank you, as always, for allowing me to to rant and rave. Uh, I feel like I have really unleashed about this topic today, about music. And already I'm feeling that tinge of pain because we've barely even gotten into the very tip of the iceberg. We've barely even gotten onto a speck of a snowflake of that iceberg. But that's okay because it feels good to talk about this. And, and, And so much of why it feels good for me is because this ranting and raving is me telling this to myself as much as I'm telling it to you. You know, I always work with the assumption that you already know all this, perhaps much, 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 much better than I do. Or even if you disagree, that you may be onto some higher level understanding that I'm still struggling to attain. So let it be clear that a lot of the passion that goes into this is me trying to remind myself of these things, of trying to hold myself to these higher standards, of working as tirelessly as possible to actually live this way. And as I've said many times, doing this radio show with you every week is probably the best thing that I can do for myself. For my own well-being, I don't mean myself in any any terms beyond that. I mean this is good for my soul to talk about this with you. That's why I like to talk about these specific topics because they're kind of not even topics at all in a way. I mean, is music a topic? It's It's like the whole world is in music. Every week I feel like we talk about the whole world in a way. We talk about life, not a specific event, or even if we do talk about very specific situations, they ultimately, as always, lead us back to the biggest questions and topic of all, which is being alive. You can't get a bigger topic than that, at least not that I can think of right now. Now, talking about music, we've we've discussed We've discussed a lot. We've discussed music as a form of truth. The feeling of music transcending most of our standards when it comes to thought and idea and even emotion. I think music even transcends emotion. When I say it transcends it, it doesn't mean it doesn't touch on those things. It's just above those things. It contains emotion as one of the many things it contains. It contains physical exuberance and energy and excitement. I can be almost completely asleep and just think of a certain song and suddenly have more energy than I know what to do with. What is that? And even that isn't all that music is. That's just one of its powers. It is like... uh, there's no other word for it. This is one of those rare situations. That's all. That's why I can only think to say that it is life. It somehow is that life spark. Or very, very, very closely related to it. Maybe however we emerged into existence, 
is somehow maybe how where music emerged from. I mean, it must be. We came from wherever music came from. And maybe in a very, very close way that would explain why it's so meaningful to us, why it, it, it is literally resonant, actually physically and spiritually resonant. But what about when music isn't so resonant? What about music that maybe wouldn't be described as beautiful? Because this is another issue that comes up as often as the issues of genre or of instrumentation, different sounding music, different sounding songs. What about music that sounds what some would describe as ugly or dissonant or distorted? A lot of people don't like, let's say, rock and roll music because they think it sounds ugly. That compared, again, to a different genre or a different instrumentation, it somehow sounds very offensive. But see, this is selling ourselves a bit short again. Because the human spirit is so vast and so supremely ornate in its detail, in its ability to appreciate contrast and complexity and so empowered with this imagination which can perceive truth even in places where it appears not to be that we can transcend harmony we can transcend beauty in its tradition traditional form we can find ugliness to actually be beautiful we can find power and resilience and gateways to that same truth even in sounds that don't sound pleasing in the traditional sense. That's how powerful this is. And in fact, sometimes that contrast, that ugliness, that dissonance widens the spectrum, widens the playing field. So that not that everything is just one color, just one tone, just one type of beauty. We're, we're bigger than that. We're so big that we can find beauty in things that we don't even think are beautiful. And then our conception of beauty grows and our heart grows. Challenging ourselves to open our minds to sounds and styles of music that at first don't seem to make sense is very admirable. Challenging ourselves to find truth and beauty in areas where it first doesn't appear is very admirable because we're exploring. We're not just settling for face values or turning away when they don't seem present. We're searching, we're perceiving, we're digging deep. And of course, if you don't like something, you don't like something, but why? Because even in the not liking, there's a type of beauty. Even in the repulsiveness, there's a type of truth. And there's value, there's experience there. There's a world of contemplation available in every interaction, every experience, every, every confrontation. And we should really try to be strong enough to take it all in. Isn't that really what we would most want? Isn't that what we would hope that the highest, best, most developed 
being in the world would be capable of. Somehow finding and seeing the truth in everything. Not necessarily accepting it all as the same, but finding meaning and value in all of it. Especially when it's something as relatively harmless as sound or music or song, arts, literature. This is where we get to explore and challenge ourselves. So let's give ourselves that space. Let's open ourselves up. This is America WK. I'll be right back. Thank you for being with me. America WK with Andrew WK on the Blaze Radio Network. Rabbi Daniel Lappin on demand. I don't know about the theology and the belief of Mormons. I will say without hesitation that it must be the theology, philosophy, holy scriptures, and beliefs of Mormons that make Mormons among the most kind, peaceful, law-abiding Americans. Just take a look at their behavior, and that is the only basis on which I think it's fair to judge people. Rabbi Daniel Lappin, on demand on the Blaze Radio Network. Now, the king of partying himself, your friend and mine, Andrew W.K. Welcome back to America W.K. My name is Andrew W.K., and it's been another incredible privilege to speak with you, to think about these things, to think about music. And going back to what we first touched on, to think about how we can be more like music how we can live a more musical life. And I don't just mean that in terms of having a lot of music in our life, but trying to think more deeply about what music represents. Because perhaps, like so many things that we encounter in our physical experience of this world, music seems to hint at some type of deeper experience, some type of deeper version of life. Now, music is symbolic of something. We don't necessarily have to know what that something is, or even be able to conceive of what it could possibly be, or what it could mean. But it's very exciting, and it feels very good to think of music as having some type of access, some type of power. It's it's almost as though music is pleading with us, but in a very gentle, very loving, very patient way that is beckoning us into a better version of life, that it is inviting us and urging us into a better version of ourselves. And that it provides this soundtrack, this illustration, this, this, this map, this sonic direction towards that goodness. 
if we could just follow the music in ourselves, in the world around us, it's hard to imagine that taking us anywhere but towards a type of divine beauty. Music really is divine. It is one of the most immediate and undeniable sources of beauty that we can have and interact with anytime, anywhere. And that, again, includes not having an instrument around, not having a speaker to listen to recorded music on. It is inside you. Even if you can't whistle or hum or sing, I think just about anybody can close their eyes and with a slight amount of concentration can hear music inside of them. How can that even be? How can we hear a melody in our head without sound? You know, we're told that music is just a sensory perception of vibration, these different frequencies and intervals, rhythms and harmonies. But yet we can actually experience that melody very clearly, perhaps sometimes even more clearly than if we were hearing it on a speaker inside of ourselves. And even beyond that phenomenon, we can feel the feeling of that language of music, even when we can't hear it through our ears. What does that mean? What is going on there? How tremendous is it that we get to exist in a world where music exists? It is a great privilege. It is a blessing. It is a continuous and constant blessing that should never be taken for granted and should not be taken lightly just because it's so pervasive and so powerful does not mean it should be discarded or discounted as some trivial distraction or trivial sprinkling of flavor on top of life. It is much more within life than it is on top of it. It is not icing on the cake. Music, if anything, and what music represents, is the core experience. Could very well be that music is the closest thing that we have to experiential truth around us. And that doesn't mean that lyrics or words or style and imagery can't get in the way of it or obscure it but they can never hurt it or end it. True music cannot be corrupted. Truth cannot be corrupted. It can be interfered with. It can be manipulated. It can certainly be obscured, but it can never fully be overcome and it can never be destroyed. May we all strive to be as pure and as good and as true and as loving and as beautiful as music. And may we live a musical life 
in whatever way we choose, may it be somehow striving to attain that type of grandeur, effortless grandeur that that music attains so easily. Thank you very much for being part of another episode of America WK. Stay close to joy. Stay close to music. Stay strong. Do not get bitter. Fight back against fear. My name is Andrew WK. I love you. A party for being alive. This is America WK with Andrew WK. On the Blaze Radio Network.